Alright, I'm ready to talk. So, welcome spiritual travel, spiritual traveling with this firewolf today. I generally put Tarot Tuesday out on a Tuesday, so can't technically not Tarot Tuesday. But, um, I needed to record this episode not in the energy of what I was in because this this particular tarot card is a concept to me <laughs> so I had to actually allow the the pain of what I was going through to go through so that I could actually understand the concept of this card in certain ways. So today's card's the Lovers, number six in the Major Arcana. And as Roseology also pointed out, who's one of my favorite tarot readers that I never really ever think about. I mean, it's cognitively thought about, but she put it in a really cool way was that each of the major arcanas are ruling over those numbers. So six of pentacles, six of wands, six of swords, six of cups, all also are off hands, not off hands, but with the lover um, as well. Because this, this card is, this card is hard for me, the lover's in the fact that yes it's a card about lovers it's a card about love but this is also a card about pleasure and not in the same way the devil is associated with pleasure um although in in my chart yes because my chart is ruled very saturn mars ruled and my venus is in aries and so my venus is very mars ruled um, but because my Venus is Mars ruled, my Mars is in Capricorn, so they're constantly answering to one another. So this is coming from the perspective of somebody with a strong Mars chart. Um, and Venus in my chart is one of the deepest aspects. So... I think a lot of times we gravitate to astrologers who are here to teach us about these particular lessons. So I'm a Saturn person all around, meaning my chart is predominantly ruled by Saturn, Saturnic planets and aspects. Now, if you are coming in from the conspiracy world, Saturn gets a terrible rep in the conspiracy world. Um, there needs to be a revamp of what the language is. That's my alarm. Sorry, it's my alarm clock. Of what the language is surrounding um, this planet. Because every single one of us has Saturn in our natal chart. You can't, whether you're a Vedic astrologer or a tropical astrologer or a casual astrology fan, 
Saturn is in your chart. You go through a Saturn return. It's what we all go through. And it's interesting because I have to go personal in order to even explain the meaning of, or the message of the lover's card in that my whole life has been geared towards pleasing my father or living in the lineage of keeping what other people expect and want of me a a, a huge part of my life and so when I started stand-up comedy it was the first time in my life that I felt like I was doing something completely for me from a place of pleasure um you know and and I come from a Catholic family that has become even more restrictively Catholic over COVID. So the guilt factor associated with even talking about tarot has had to be forced even deeper underground for me um, around the people that I care about. And it's been a challenge being in Maryland, but also a reminder why I can't be in Maryland um, for more than maybe a month or two in my life, um, or even less than. And when COVID began, or before COVID, I had planned out, you know, a nice schedule where I would pop in a couple, maybe a couple days every few months. Um, and like everything in the world, it fell apart or those plans fell apart. And then yesterday I had my final EMDR session where I was graduated to occasional tune-ups with my brain, um, as opposed to going weekly and processing trauma. I can now kind of go monitor my brain and um, work with the techniques that I was taught and obviously I'm not gonna just step back from therapy altogether but as I transition out of this corporate job that I've spoken about for the last few weeks um, which happened suddenly yesterday um, I commit to living being happy even if that doesn't even if it's not a time in the world where happiness is encouraged this is this is the time where the lover's card is the most important and i say this for everybody and yes i'm sharing this from a personal perspective just because this is the synchronicity that happened leading up to recording this episode um yesterday was such a we're leading into eclipse eclipses next week and this is all part of the eclipse you know eclipses blow things up for us to see and and literally we're seeing a war um you know where where the palace i mean where palestinian have been 
tumult and and it's you know this is no shade against anyone who feel and, and we're seeing you know people be persecuted we're seeing anti-semitism around the world we're seeing all this stuff how can one live in pleasure and i'm not saying either side i'm saying you know human rights or human atrocities are happening and it's hard to talk about pleasure um so i want to say for anybody out there who's feeling like this card could be the furthest thing from their life right now that's why it was I took some time to think about how to even conceptualize this card in in the modern moment or in the current moment you know yes we live in a culture where people are flirting online that that can be the lover's card that is the lover's card in many ways the flirtations and the love affairs and and the feeling of goodness and partners finding each other um two people falling in love but this card is also associated with mercury and gemini you know and 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 the the concept of the garden of eden is is depicted in this card you know this the snake and the apple and the caduceus the healing energy of the double the double-headed snake the healer and in and and that is a shamanic energy well what is shamanic healing you know which is also getting kind of a mixed rap in society you know shamanic healing is when you face your shadow side and you come up through the light how is that particularly associated with or one who helps others see and find navigate through their shadow and go through the light well how is that brought out through the energy of gemini how is that brought out through the energy of mercury how is that brought out that's why i'm putting this out on a wednesday because this card is associated with Gemini, Gemini's planet being Mercury, Mercury being the voice of communication, the communicator, the speaker, the comedian, the trickster. Well, the trickster associated with the lovers, love can be blind. So this card brings us love and pleasure. But it also brings us a lot of memories of pain because um, there is this very innocent, flourishing factor to this card. But at the same time, I remember distinctly picking this card in association with an ex of mine. And I will always associate it with this particular time. So yesterday I spoke to a friend and I'm going to I'm going to shout her out um Paula um from Fearless 
um, with Frank, Frankie Fearless, Frank Castle, um, my favorite couple from the Bronx who are great friends of mine. They have a show Saturday nights on YouTube and I've been friends with them for years. We, I, I had to get in touch with my friend Paula because I was in this situation with work and she of all people would get it um even though i i was able to negotiate a full-time remote job the job in and of itself um when i had to start out my first um two weeks uh in the office i could feel the this unspoken exhaustion and anger and confusion and the place had a recent mass exodus of people in the position I was hired for to the point where the management team that was training us all was leaving um, after training us and that has always been a red flag for me working in the industry of of biomedical research and biotech because it's a very um, high turnover industry to begin with because of the pressures of production, because of the pressures of money, and um, because of the pressure of um, the top-down sort of feeling. And I know pleasure-wise, conceptually, if something doesn't feel right in my body, my body is speaking to me. And I had a pain start um, that hadn't started in years, which I have extremely terrible jaw pain and shoulder pain and neck pain, which I have all the time. It's it's like just a, a stress-related thing. But in this case, it becomes this almost tingly like all over body thing where I get like really heavy and I feel like I can't move um and that happens a lot of the times in these type of scenarios or settings so I try and always avoid it or take physical jobs instead like dog walking or working in places where I'm constantly on the go, like um, delivery driving or even just like working in like a back room or something like that. And I was feeling this and what I realized is even though this is remote, this is now in my space of living Um, and I'm being pressured to take a vaccine that I don't want to take because there's not enough data as somebody who was trained so deeply on the, I mean, from young, like seventh grade through working in preclinical, the importance and imperative, um, necessity, the necessity of preclinical research to now be told, oh, we don't need 
to worry about preclinical research at all. It doesn't matter that your uterus could shed its lining that you already have to protect. Um, your feminine, you know, whatever, you know. I, the point is, the pleasure factor at this job was very low and the morale around me was felt because we were constantly in teams meetings and I could feel everybody's energy and it was a goddess send to have spoken to Paula yesterday reminding me of the time that I picked the lover's card in association with a um unfate my my partner my partner it sounds stupid my boyfriend um at who was more than a, who was more than, you know, a partner. He was somebody that I would have considered marrying, um, who had really betrayed me. And he was somebody that I never had thought, oh, this person can betray me. And I don't really talk about it because it's a part of the past lives of relationships and this is somebody who is not from the comedy world for me so he didn't like that I was a comic um he in fact only went to one of my comedy shows and um he said to me that after the show and it was a it was a really it's a show that was a big deal for me because it had everything that I had been wanting for at the time or had been striving for at the time. And they came to the show and after their, the show, they were like, oh, I, I, get, I get it. Like, I get it. And, you know, I think a lot of times when we're with someone we love, the lover's card can be a tough one because it doesn't always indicate that this is our forever person. Um, when I picked the card in accordance to him, it was indicating infidelity. Um, so I always think about that time I was in Park Slope, Brooklyn, subletting my friend's um, room and walking dogs and hustling and just not seeing the signs, but feeling the signs and picking the lover's card and having that associated from then on with infidelity for me. So that's why this card has been one that I'm like, well, how do I help people? And you know, when I do readings for people, it's always like Venus and love and pleasure. And there's going to be somebody that really lifts your heart and helps you to feel and I think that that is what lovers are for us. Not always necessarily the one to marry or the one to be with on a level where we're like, oh my God, this person completes me because there is nobody out there that can complete you but you. You bring people into your life to help you experience different things. And this is definitely a mirrored relationship. And partnerships are mirrored relationships, be it a business partner or a um, best friend. 
the lovers doesn't always have to be a romantic involvement, but generally this card is always romantic. Pleasure is romantic. And that's why it was hard. And so when Paula yesterday and I talked, you know, she immediately opened up the conversation with, just to let you know, I'm so sorry. This happened. It was so fucked up. And I think you need to know that. And it cut me out of a, a whole situation that I had been holding on to since 2017. Because it, there are times when you go through these love relationships where things really are fucked up and you do feel crazy and you do feel like, hey, maybe this means love is going to be like this for the rest of my life and I just have to keep hustling, keep working, keep pushing myself to the brink of exhaustion, almost as a punishment. Um, and remember, I am, I am reading this card from a Saturn-Mars perspective, um, even though this is a very romantic card. So if you're reading with a Libra, you're going to get a different reading. If you're reading with somebody who has a strong Venus um, Venusian chart, you're going to get a different reading. But if you're getting this reading with me, it means that your guides are telling you, you deserve to be happy and you deserve to find love in a way where you feel the butterflies again, where your heart wants to sing, where you want to feel that joy between two people again. And that can happen. For me, I have to go out into nature to feel it. I have to go sit by a creek or go to the ocean or or just go out into the trail system or go to the desert to feel it. Um, and on a personal level, do, it, it is something that I realized yesterday when I um, immediately told my manager at 3 p.m. I mean, this was a whole day of like meetings with people like my friend Paula on the phone who like talked to me and said, do this. You can go do the thing you love. The money will come later because this card is also Venus who is about money. Um, abundance. The, f the good, feeling good. And for so long, I have associated life with you have to feel terrible in order to find happiness. And that comes from an old adage that when I was growing up, a family member of mine told me, you can't marry for love, <laughs> which I feel like they were being joking, but that really sunk in um, to me. They were like, you need to marry for security and figure out how to love that person later on. And that was a concept that was really drilled into me. Um, and so love has always been weird in general for me. And I was like, well, I guess I'll never 
find love or I'll never have love in that way that I see my friends having love. And I had to teach myself, no, that's kind of like a really fucked up thing that you were taught. And actually, that's not true. And actually, you can change that thought concept. So I wanted to record this episode as true to what this card means for me in real time. And maybe there are other people out there when you hear this. This is not a traditional read on the lover's card at all. This is a very personalized experience. When yesterday I quit my corporate job from a multi-billion dollar company from a paycheck that I negotiated for the first time in my life. And a lot of things were taught to me through this job, right? And I haven't didn't have it for very long. But the 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 decision I'm making, and I'm gonna just be super transparent about it um, at this time, because things in this world are changing so quickly, is that even though um, it go it it's going against the comedy grain right now, and everybody's moving to Texas. Texas is the place to be. I am going to move for now. No, I'm going to move. I'm going to say not for now. Usually I'm like, oh, I'll probably when the plug gets pulled. You know what? Even if the plug tries to get pulled, I'm going to try so hard to put it back into the socket. Um, I'm going to move to Los Angeles at the beginning of June for the third time. And I'm going to pursue where my pleasure, where my heart is guiding me. My heart has been guiding me to LA for since 2000 and, and, and well, since I started comedy, but when I moved to, to LA in 2018, a lot of people were going against me. Um, and at the time I did move with a lover, I did move with the person that I was dating and I realized that was a lover. That was a Gemini. (laughs) That was somebody that, um, at the time, like, I really loved them. I really did. We had a very toxic relationship and I stuck it out as long as I could there. Family member got sick, rushed back to Maryland. And for me, it was always money. But what I realized is I was punishing myself. A lot of times my money situations have always just been me hurting myself. Um, and so I was thinking that to myself today, um, or I left an editor last year, uh, for a very important reason when I realized that I allegedly believe that I had written a portion of, of a book that they had released or is in release or was in release, um, and was being treated badly. And just like in comedy, the writing world can also be a dangerous world for, for people who are doing what they love. But if you're not doing what you love for yourself, if you're doing what you love for somebody else, it can be a slippery slope. And so I'm going to trust my voice even more and promise 
myself that, hey, the first time you moved to LA, you had a job lined up. You went to Santa Monica. You worked at Yoga Works. You made it work on very little money. Um, There were times where you had to ask for help, where you had to humble yourself and ask for help. Um, Even that happened in Texas at the end of the run um, in January. I had to ask for help um, December, January, and it was humbling and it was painful, but I did it. Um, And when I moved to LA the second time, I had a contract solidified, um, a writing contract of my own, and it felt very empowering. I lost that job during COVID. I don't entirely think it was due to um, the company being on the up and up. Um, I challenged the the GM of the company who hung up on me when I was challenging them. Um, So I got my answer. Um, Even if I didn't get my job back, I got my answer. And I realized that still the answer was, if you are living your dream through somebody else um, because you're scared, then you're not living your dream to the fullest. Um, And I made it work. um, And I am grateful to the editors that had helped me out um, or had sent me jobs. And remember, Gemini's writing, the lovers is a Gemini card, Gemini's communications industries. So all of this that I'm talking about is all associated with the lovers and and concepts that can come up with this card. Um, But when it comes to Venus realms, love issues, heart work, your voice, they're all connected to taking your power back in specific ways. This is not a card associated with power per se, but pleasure in and of itself. Committing to pleasure and saying, you know what? I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. I want to feel pleasure is a very strong concept when it comes to stepping into your own. And I think that a lot of women especially have a really hard time with this card because we're taught from a very young age to be extremely sacrificial. We're taught to give up our pleasure in order to succeed or in order to make others happy or in order to um, keep society going. Um, And that is not what this is all about. It is about experiencing life and enjoying your life and allowing yourself to feel love first instead of feeling depletion. And that is a concept I'm learning. And that is why You know, right after this podcast comes out, I'm taking back my equipment um, to this job and committing to Los Angeles, even though I don't know right now how I'm going to keep it moving. But I know that I moved to LA not once, but twice before, and both times extremely awesome things happened. The first time... um, You know, I did leave in a state of complete and utter depletion. I had holes in my shoes and my coat when I came back to Maryland. Um, It was embarrassing, Um, but I still had amazing things happen. The second time, 
I moved out there with no car, I was able to get my own car. Now that car bled out on Highway 80 in Wyoming, um, but I'm still alive and so is everybody in that accident. And what I worked on with my EMDR therapist was getting through the trauma of of self-punishment. I mean, I'm a, I'm not a cutter. I'm well, yeah, I'm a cutter, occasional cutter. I'm not a full full cutter. Um, but I do self-harm. Um, and I need to be very honest about that because I have scars in my arms. Um, I have OCD tendencies and a lot of the times I realize that these these tendencies are all geared towards punishment. They're geared towards punishing myself and trying to control reality. When really, pleasure just needs to be experienced. So, I don't know how to, I mean, I want to wrap this up, drink my coffee, get ready to go down to Rockville, Maryland and give these people their computer and their phone and their docking station back and their keyboard thing you do back um but I really want to just say like we all deserve love we all deserve pleasure how we find that love is is crucial to survival to be quite honest Do we find that love looking at a candle like I'm doing right now and drinking my coffee in the morning? I love that. Do we find that love through a partner that treats us beautifully, harmoniously, who understands us, who is healthy? Do we find that love painting a mural? You know, do we find that love listening to music? or breath work you know how do you find that love so that's the question i'll leave off and thank you for listening bye